Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Dr. Karen Cam Radio Show. The intention of this show is to empower and inspire you to manifest the life of your dreams, whether it's radiant health, prosperity, loving relationships, or simply peace of mind. Thank you so much for joining me. I'm your host, Dr. Karen Cam, author of the number one bestseller, Guide to Healing Chronic Pain, A Holistic Approach. And today I'm very, very excited because our guest here, we have been um, checking in. My, my wonderful assistant, Jennifer Burns, has been checking in for the last several months um, trying to get her on our radio show, and we're so excited that she was able to make time in her very, very busy training schedule to be able to be with us today. And let me give you a little bit of background of what we're talking about. So today's show is about theta healing. And I first heard about it from a book called Setting Spirits Free. Now, those of you that have been following my show know that my passion and my soul's mission is really to to heal and clear dark energies from people in the world. And so I do all sorts of missions you know, for individuals, for companies, uh, you know, planets. I mean, they don't even know that I'm doing them, but it's part of my job. And I was reading this wonderful book, and she mentioned, um, you know, she was trained in theta healing. And I thought, oh, I haven't heard of that. And she was talking about um, how, you know, the belief work was so important for her own personal journey. And I really loved what I read in, in the book. So I thought, oh, well, I've, I've got to get these books, right? So I bought pretty much every one of the Theta Healing books and was reading them. And at the time, there were some of the things that I was muscle testing and getting from um, Source and the Angels about, about what to do in the healing. And some of these answers were really weird to me. Like, no, I, there was nobody I could almost nobody I could talk to about them, um, whether it be, you know, alien worlds or just weird chords or just things that I was seeing in my mind. And luckily I did have one wonderful, you know, healer person who is validating uh, some of these things. And um, But then I was reading some of of, of Viana Stiebel's books, The Theta Healing, and realizing, oh, my gosh, she's written it right here. If I had these books, like, two years ago, I wouldn't have felt so crazy, but I think it was perfect the way it was because I really needed to discover these things for myself, to trust myself, to trust my connection with Source and the angelic world, and then it's so wonderful to have another healer that is so successful in her her way of healing and teaching others to write in, you know, basically black and white what I had been experiencing. So I'm absolutely thrilled to have uh, Viana Seibel here today. She's the author of multiple Theta Healing books, and she has many, many thousands of students worldwide in her healing technique. And um, I have a, a bunch of questions for her, but uh, assuming we get through all my questions, you're more than welcome if you're listening in live to call in. The number to call in uh, that we can unmute you later in the show is 818-514-1190. Again, the number is 818-514-1190. Just hit 1 so we know you have your hand up and you have a question for Viana. Uh, and by the way, I think one of the attractions uh, of you know some of the, the work that Viana does is, <laughs> is some of her own personal stories, which I'm going to ask her to share because, I mean, one of them I was just blown away. She talked about, I think, tripping or falling or something like that and breaking uh, a finger in her bone. It was like misaligned, and she was able to connect 
up, you know, where she does and be able to heal her own broken bone within a matter of minutes. And, boy, that got my attention because you know, people that know me, they know I like efficient and fast. And if we don't have to, you know, go through 10 years of therapy to get, you know, something healed, that I'm definitely on board for that. So welcome so much, Vianna, for being on the call. We're so grateful you're here. Well, I'm excited. I'm really excited. I'm really excited that you had really cool experiences and that we could validate each other. That's really awesome. Oh, yeah. It, you know, the, the what, I mean, even just the very first book that you wrote, there was so much content in there. I mean, decades and decades of content in my mind. And it was all summarized so beautifully in there. And it just helped me so much. Just go, yep, check that, check that. Oh, I get that now. You know, like I I understand, you know, there were some questions that I had that were unanswered, and so you were able to answer those for me. And, like, I basically became much more confident, I think, in the messages I was receiving and my higher guidance. Uh, and it's wonderful to have other people resonate that and um, and know that, okay, I'm not alone. You know, I'm not the only right. one who, who right. you know, is getting these messages. So let I want people to hear more about you, about because you have such an interesting story. I'm not even sure which story for you to tell, but how did this all come about? How did you figure out the stuff about theta healing, and then, and then what is it, and why is it different, or how is it different from say like Reiki healing or healing touch or acupuncture or crystal healing or shamanic healing where they drum at a theta, brainwave states, oils. How, how is that all coming about? Oh, that's like a loaded question. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've always been intuitive all my life, and I always felt like I was different. But when I was a young mother, I discovered that the things that I, people would come over and get readings, I didn't know people would actually pay for it. And so when I actually started doing massage and readings, I started building a good clientele and I was getting right answers. And somebody asked me to teach it, and I realized that I could teach it. Ah. But it wasn't after I realized that it could be used for healing, did I ever start to measure the brain waves? And I think the really cool thing about theta healing is that it can be used with all healing modalities and it explains a lot of healing modalities because when we started measuring the brain waves, we realized that we were taking people to a dream state, to a theta brain wave. And they, when they were in a dream state, your brain opens up more. And when you're dreaming, you actually release the growth hormone, you're releasing serotonin, dopamine, you're releasing a lot of different hormones, you're, you're using more parts of your brain, you're able to solve problems. And when you're in that state of mind, you can really connect with the creator. And I think there's a lot of people that connect with the creator, but they always put it in the voodoo hoodoos or the super religious. They always put it in a category. And when you can actually say, look, this is the brainwave we're reaching, it takes it out of the voodoo hoodoo and puts it kind of in science. But it also explains to people that they're not crazy, that they actually are doing something. And to be able to do it at will. You know, it takes people hours to meditate to a, a theta state if they can at all, and it takes lots of practice because you have to go through a lot of, of of training and practice to go deep, well, you can learn how to do it in 30 seconds. 
And in Theta Healing, we teach you to do it in like 30, 40 seconds, but we also teach you that the more you do it, the deeper in Theta you'll go. And I think that the cool thing about a Theta brainwave is knowing that when we do our healings in Theta Healing, we go to a Theta Delta brainwave. We're going into a really deep sleep. And those are the brainwaves that shamans have been measured at. So it, it tells you that these people that have been healing for ages actually are really healing for ages. They're really doing something that is what science 20 years ago thought was impossible. They they thought it was impossible to go to a dream state and be awake. Then they realized that video games kind of put you in that dream state, theta state. And, you know, they realized that this was an important state of mind to be in. You know, years ago when they started doing Reiki, the Japanese discovered that an alpha brainwave, this, the brainwave that you get in meditation, can take pain out of your body. And they thought that was the best amazing wave to heal in, that theta brainwaves, which were our dream state, would bring up all your emotional issues, and maybe we should stay away from that. But oh, we've discovered that when you clean up your emotional issues and you clean up these old programs and these old beliefs, your body can heal. And so in Theta Healing, not only do we train people to go to that dream state, but we also train them to analyze and and see what patterns are in their life and change them in a deep, deep brainwave where they actually change things. Because Theta Healing changes beliefs. We change beliefs every day. I mean, as we see what doesn't work for us. But to be able to change it on a very deep level is very cool. And we started noticing that it actually helped people heal when we found out why they were sick. And at first we thought they were sick because they were too angry, too mad, too, you know, something very negative. And then we discovered that our souls are from God. Of course, we're more complicated than than that. We create things for a purpose. And when we started realizing that people that were really sick, if we found out that they were sick for a purpose, like pulling their family back together and we could teach them that they could do that without being sick, their bodies would actually be stimulated to get better. So a theta brainwave actually shows you that we are releasing the growth hormone. We are releasing different hormones, serotonin, different things, and this hormone is happening when the brain is in a certain state. But it also shows us that our intuition is really linked to a reality. It's a, a chemical change in our body. It's It can be measured that the shamans are using it, the little crystal healers. You know, if you put crystals on people's body and they put them around their body and you measure their brain waves, it also takes them to a really deep, sometimes theta state. You know, being able to say, look, you can do healings in all kinds of ways and it works and we can prove it works because this is what's happening. And that's the really cool thing about theta healing is that you can go into theta and do acupuncture. You can go into theta and and do these different techniques that you they can all work together. So theta healing is kind of cool. It's just cool. 
<laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I think each of us have, um, you know, our own special way to do things. And um, I, I think the, the most challenging thing I would guess for most people is, or maybe some of your new students would be like, how do I know, aside from, you know, having an EEG, like how do I know I'm there? Like, so do you ever use, like, muscle testing to figure out? Like, okay, so we, self-muscle we testing use- to figure out? We use muscle testing to figure out what we believe. I didn't discover muscle testing. It's been around forever. It's not applied kinesiology. It's actually just regular old muscle testing. But the really cool thing about my students is that they can be trained, if they're very left brain logical people, they can be trained how to do this. But I get a lot of students like you that were born just intuitive and get messages and you sometimes go, well, does that make sense? Does that doesn't make sense? And when you start to talk in class and you explain to them that they're okay, then you just set them free. They can just do amazing things because now they know, and you start teaching them discernment. Now they know that they did see a, a spirit walk across the room, that there is a weird feeling in the room, that there is a spirit that needs to be sent home, that there is things that can be explained. That, because when they're in that state of mind, they're so much more perceptive of the things around them. Mm-hmm. I think that a lot of the intuitives that come into my class will will think that people are, they'll come in and they'll think that person's possessed. But mm-hmm. really, that person isn't possessed. That person has a herpes virus, which is a consciousness inside their cells, and the psychic picked that up. So that psychic is picking up, or that intuitive is picking up disease as a thought, as a consciousness, and to and to get validation, you know, is amazing. And they're, you know, most of my students are are amazingly brilliant students. A lot of them were told when they were little that that little spirit they saw didn't exist or right. that grandma can't talk to them because grandma's dead, but the little child can talk to them. And when you actually kind of open that up in the classroom and start taking them into that state of mind, you give them control over and understanding over their beautiful gifts that they thought may have been not gifts. They may have thought it was a curse or something's wrong with them or and now they can have a way of of checking it out. We we use muscle testing, especially in the first classes, to see people's beliefs. Um, and time, you can see people's beliefs by just listening to them. If they walk in and go, oh, my day is terrible, then, <laughs> you know, you, you, there's a belief right there, you know. Everything always happens to me. Right, right. You know, well, and you, I have... You, yeah, found that the the belief, um, you know, there were certain because I do a lot of entity work and that's my thing and I'm passionate about it that I tend to attract those types of folks with these issues and some of the beliefs that have come up are, are very very similar themes uh, and you talk about this in one of your books uh, is like uh, I am evil, you know, or I am good, no, or I am bad, and sometimes the opposite belief is there and. Um, Maybe we can just segue into, like, it was very, I love how crystal clear you made it. made my job so much easier to, to um, clarify what different levels of beliefs you've discovered and how that would affect someone. Well, we've discovered there's so many different levels. There's a lot. But they're basically based into four. And people believe things from their ancestors. Our, we, we are sparks of God. We are incredible beings of light. 
So we create our reality not only on just our thoughts and what we're living, but also on our DNA and what has been taught to us. You know, if you're coming from ancestors that believe that everything was evil, you may believe you're good and evil, and you you will start to draw weird things to you. And, you know, people people like you, like, have a special gift. I mean, your gift is to actually help these little lost souls get back to the light. Some of these souls are nasty little souls, and some of them are nice little souls, but that's a special gift. And when you realize that it's a gift and that it's just it's part of what you do, then you can accept your life very easily. And these spirits sometimes hang around people they love. Sometimes they hang around people with different energies. And so you're going to meet kind of the same repetitive energy. And people really come from a long line of ancestors that believe that they are evil or they they have to fight evil or they, you know, and I'm not saying that there isn't bad and there isn't good because we're definitely in a dualism world, but our beliefs really attract different things to us. So we start to find out what we believe, but also what we believe that might be genetic or what would come from what is our, called our history level, which is which is past lives. So anything that it goes back more than seven generations is what we would call a past life memory. So it can be genetic. It can be a memory that you may have left when you got up and left the room. Every, everything you touch leaves an imprint. So every piece of sand on the earth has memories of everyone who lived here. So there are memories that we can't explain. Group consciousness, memories, maybe we did live past lives, maybe we didn't, but we all put them all on a history level. And those really have interfere with people in their life. They may believe that money is evil. They may believe mm-hmm. that they have taken an oath of poverty. Or, right. You know, a lot of healers believe that they can't be healers and be with somebody they love because they have to be dedicated to the work and they're not allowed to be with someone they love. And simply shifting that gives the healer a chance to really be a healer and really be loved. So it's it's kind of fun to do theta healing. It's it's kind of fun to find out what you believe. And it's it also is. Fun and to what about the soul theta. level? Well, the soul level is the level that is the deepest. It repeats on more than one level. So what would be on a soul level is we believe that beliefs are stacked on top of each other. And so when you find a a really bottom belief issue and you understand how it actually is helping you and why you created it, then you reach a level of the soul level and there's a really major shift. So the soul level is, you know, hatred can be carried all the way to the soul. You could hate someone so deeply that it actually covers on every level. You've hated them forever. (laughs) And you can change that and actually see immediate results in your body and in your space. So there are four levels that we carry beliefs on, and we teach you how to identify them and how to change beliefs on all of them. But the really cool part is unwinding how our little minds work. So, like, somebody comes to me, they were sick. They are a tumor. Nobody can stop the tumor growth. Of course, we always use doctors, but they're out of hope. They have nowhere to go, so we start to do belief work. So we kind of ask them, we go up to the creator, we say, when did this start? And the creator says, it started seven years ago. So 
seven years ago, this woman had got a divorce, um, got shut away from her family. Her family no longer is in her life. And so this is a real example. So do you want me to tell you the story? Sure, that'd be great. Okay, so this is a beautiful student of ours at, at one time. She was amazing. Um, she she got hit by a bus, and when they brought her in with all these broken bones, they discovered she had cancer. Mm. And lots of people had worked on her, amazing healers had worked on her, and she had done every kind of thing that she could to stop this, and so we were kind of her last resort. So she comes in, and God says, when did this start? And I got it started seven years ago. So I asked her, what happened seven years ago in your life? And she said, everything was great. So I said, go home and think about it and come back and tell me. And so she did. She went home, came back, and told me. And it happened that seven years ago, her husband brought her mother-in-law home to live with them and it had caused such a problem that she told her husband to either pick between the mother or her. Mm. And he picked his mother, of course. Wow. And so she got angry and left and everybody had kind of pushed her away. Mm. Now that she... So we know that that definitely started this energy in this pattern in her body. And so then we go to the next level. We say, well, how has being sick helped you? And she says, well, since I've been sick and everybody knows that I have cancer, they've all come back. My mother-in-law has forgiven me. My husband's come back. My family's come back. So then we realize that the healers that were working on negative beliefs have probably cleared all kinds of negative beliefs, but the thing that's making her hold on is that the sickness is serving her in some way. It's bringing her family back. So instead of doing work on the sickness, we're doing work on her relationships. We're doing that she can be loved without being sick, that she can work on communication. We do that kind of work instead. And then she calls me like a week later, and everything has stopped. Everything's gone into remission, and everything's... Because on a subconscious and soul level, it was serving her. Mm. I don't know how to better explain that except that as soon as we discovered that it had a purpose and that she had, didn't have to have that anymore, her body flipped into its really strong healing abilities. And our body has amazing healing abilities. So it's kind of, it's kind of like, let's just find out why you created this. How is this helping you? Can you live without it? And you start to figure out people are just amazing sparks of God and there are purposes for everything in our life. And that we just don't create havoc or destruction or stress just to do it. On some level, we are learning always from it. And it makes you kind of value that you are part of the creator, that you're part of all that is, and it makes you really value who you are. Just trying to figure, you know, as you figure out who you are. Does that make sense? Oh, Yes, absolutely. And uh, there's so many times, multiple times where I've like, oh, you know, why do I still have this X symptom, whatever that is? And then uh, because I, I love, you know, I'm I'm very left brain now that I've been trained in medical school uh, as well as the right brain. You know, I, I, I love figuring stuff out. I just love doing that. So I try to figure stuff out. And so it's part of just 
I guess, who I am, and I wouldn't have discovered some amazing things if I had not had my own issues. I would have just right. completely and you, you ignored just, them. And completely ignored them. You you, just, you learned so much. And some of the the worst things are like little things that you've, big things you've healed and you know you can heal, and little things that constantly are there that you haven't figured out yet, and and you get a little frustrated. But look who you are now. Look at everything that you've done. You've done amazing work, and you acknowledge that you can send spirits to the light, and you acknowledge that that people don't have to have pain. And look what it created. It forged you into the person you are. And then you realize, wow, I, 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 I'm okay. I'm pretty cool. Now let's see if I can be forged in a more gentler fashion. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. So everything's like an adventure. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the, um, you mentioned in your books about a visualization. Some people get a little intimidated, uh, you know. Um, is that a necessary skill to be able to do theta healing, and, and how hard is it really? Well, you know, the, the word visualization does not work with a kinesthetic person. Most right? of people, <laughs> I, Most of the people I teach are feelers. And when you use the word visualization, they think that they think it's different. I I don't know who where we went to school, but our teachers taught us weird things. Anybody that if you can, if you know how to get home, if you know how how to drive home, you visualize. If you can imagine how to get to the store, you can visualize. So when I first wrote the book, we wrote the book with imagine, and when you feel this. Because I'm very kinesthetic, I, I, so I, I, I feel people's feelings. I know when they're sad, and but eighty percent, you know, or seventy percent of the world is actually visual. So we had to write visualization in the book so that it would appeal and work with other people. But I've discovered that so many healers are such feelers that if you just say, "Look, you just know when it's done. You know when it's done, or you feel it when it's done, or." You imagine this. These are so much better words for people to use instead of the word visualization. So just telling people, look, if you know how to get home, you visualize. Because they're all waiting for like these pictures under their eyelids, and the picture is in your mind where you imagine walking through a field. When you imagine the wind on your on your body, what it feels like, That's that's how deep it gets. The deeper you get into theta, the more it feels like a dream. And when people first do theta healing, they want to feel that dream energy because they, on some level, have experienced it before. Because I, I don't believe we teach people theta healing. I think that they come to class and we remind them of what they can do. And they always expect to do it the way that they know that they should. And when they first start going to into theta, it's really a light theta. They feel like, am I imagining this? Am I making this up? But as they go deeper, they feel more like a vision, and that's what they want. They want that vision energy. It's really interesting because I went and taught in Brazil, and a few students in my class were actually students of ayahuasca. They actually had a shaman teaching them, and what happens is is they take the drink and they have mm-hmm. visions, and then they start taking less and less of the drink so that they can have the visions without the drink. And that's why they actually came to Theta Healing is so that I could teach them how to have the visions without having the drink. 
And it was kind of interesting because that's what you're doing. You're taking them into dream state without anything to put them there, you know, which is kind of ah, cool. Like a substance. And, right. Yeah, yeah. So there's a little well, group in California that actually says, um, theta healing is better than drugs. I'm like, well, you know, <laughs> that's cool. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I one of the things I do, Viana, is that I um, mentor indigo children, and normally the best age that, that I work with is between ages of 14 and 25. Um, and that's when I get them, um, which is I just absolutely love them, and, and they're so wonderful. And when I get them early enough, they don't get into drugs. Uh, I know. But, yeah, but the ones that are in the 20s have already done a ton of them uh, because they weren't supported when they were younger children in their gifts and were told, like, stop being so sensitive and all that kind of stuff. And and so they kind of get into this so-called, you know, trouble and, right. and like, trying to access what they already know. Um, so I, I'm just wondering whether indigo kids or I know a lot of indigo kids are labeled ADHD. They're already in a very do- theta dominant state, and that's why people say, oh, they don't do beta very well. That's why they can't pay attention and focus in class because they're in theta all the time. So do you think that and, they and actually are doing this? interesting the treatment is actually they'll, they'll actually teach them to play video games, which will is really? also theta brainwave. <laughs> Which will also bring them to, yeah, um, I think you're right. You got it right on the indigo children because the indigo children are so sensitive. If they can flip to what we call rainbow children, they can change the energy in the room when they walk in. But when they're indigo children, they feel everything, so they kind of want to turn everything off. And mm-hmm. they are in a theta state all the time. And I think that that you are definitely an indigo child that has actually shifted and and now you can shift the energy of so many people. And I think that they are labeled ADHD and they are really psychic. And if we start teaching them how to be intuitive, they're brilliant. They're so brilliant. And I, I think you're, you're, I think you're completely right on in the theta brainwave thing. And I think that they do seek, you know, they seek drugs to kind of turn things off. They uh, they think it turns it on, but it doesn't. It it actually kind of makes it tolerable. And these are great students in class, but if you can get them when they're young, they don't have a desire to go that way because there's no need. Exactly. You know, exactly. And th- the one thing that a theta brainwave does do is it does, you know, in, in placebo tests where they have given people placebos, and then wanted to know why it worked, they've measured their brainwaves and found that they are in theta. And so oh. they know that a placebo will trigger a theta brainwave. So it's, you know, people will go, well, Viana, are you, you know, are you activating placebos? Is this why people are healing? And I'm thinking, well, isn't that cool? If that's if they're healing, yeah. they stay healed. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm open to that, but I... I think it also gives them that extra serotonin that they need. And when they're really, you know, alcohol releases the serotonin and dopamine. And I think that some of these kids are born with really low serotonin, that they seek things that will raise their serotonin or release their serotonin. But all these little psychic children are, they're just bombarded by thoughts. And when you teach them how to deal with it, then I think that you've changed the planet. 
Mm-hmm. It's so exciting, you know, when when the 14, now 15-year-old says to, you know, her and her mom don't always get along because mom's very, you know, left-brain traditional. She really does not want to know what we're doing in the office together. <laughs> She's just like, just make just make my kid better, basically, but do whatever you want. Just don't tell me about it. But the funny thing is, you know, that the 15-year-old goes to, Mom, your aura is so big, it's hitting me, and it's really irritating me just just pull it in and of course you know i've taught her how to do it but then you know mom's like i don't know how to do it and she's like fine i'll do it for you so she, she you know she basically you know squeezes her mother's aura in and she goes you know what we've been getting along so much better now it's the best it's ever been <laughs> oh, they're, so they're so psychic they're they're so psychic they're just it's it's and they're, and they're already born that way. I mean, they're already so yeah. psychic. They can tell you things that you're like, wow. wow. Oh, yeah. I just I just love listening to them. And, and the funny thing is, I when I read your book, I didn't, well, I didn't feel like I was uh, really indigo. I was sensitive, but um, um, I tested as a like you're, you're, you're different. You're 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 a little you're definitely a little rainbow because you can I can feel your energy over the phone and it's beautiful oh so you just you change the energy in the room because i ran in here to do the 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 interview and i was just like but as soon as i heard your voice immediately i calmed down so that's like a that's someone who can change their oil to any color they want that's someone that can shift the energy from stress to calmness instantly that's that's an amazing ability and if we can teach our little our little indigos around us that they can shift the energy then mm-hmm. they can actually deal with those those teachers because indigos can't deal with a teacher that doesn't like them. They have to have someone that around them that is positive. But a little rainbow can shift the energy. Wow! And you you definitely got that little magic. And I mean, I mean, as in like rainbow can change any color. Not like not like the California rainbow children, which are you know of mixed marriages of you know. There's so many different words for rainbow these days. So, oh, okay. I mean, <laughs> <Thanks for clarifying. laughs> you know, I mean, not that that's bad or good, but rainbow is just someone that can change their little energies. The Hawaiians would would call them the little rainbows. The ancient Hawaiians. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, that's really interesting. Yeah, I always learn something new. I always I joke to my patients sometimes. It says, "Hey, when when I have questions." you know, about something, and I, I go to the experts, and I get them on my radio show if I'm really lucky, and they get on my radio show, and then it's sort of like a free consult. <laughs> <laughs> As I'm spreading the word about the wonderful things they do. And uh, so if if people are just joining us, we're at the halfway point here, uh, the radio show, uh, uh, Dr. Karen Cam radio show, and I'm interviewing Viana Steibel, who is the author of Theta Healing, as a healing technique where you go into a theta mind state, connect directly to source energy and be able to, you know, do some wonderful, amazing healings. I love the stories in her books. And if you have a question for Viana, you know, please feel free to call in live. I know there's several of you on the phone here um, have not raised your hand, but that's okay. The number to call in is 818-514-1190 and just hit 1. So, again, 818-514-1190 and hit 1. And I'm actually going to be uh, opening the chat as well. So those of you that are uh, overseas, that are online, if you want to write in your question, um, I'll be able to see it. We're just turning on the chat right now. Uh, Viana, you know, one of the questions I had was, you know, in one of your latest books, uh, you talk about DNA and how you got the message that 
that you are going to be helping people either reactivate, reattach, reassemble, whatever, I'm not sure what the best word is, to uh, reawaken those dormant parts of our DNA that have been dormant for I don't know how long. Um, what, well, what's the purpose of all that, and, and how is that going, basically? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, uh, it was almost like 20 years ago I realized that there was parts of us that needed to be awakened. And so we started doing what's called a DNA activation. I didn't actually call it that. My people that came and had it done called it that. I just called it that DNA thing. Um, I, didn't really under, I didn't really understand the DNA, but I knew that we needed to wake up something, a, a memory, something else inside of ourselves and our, and our, our lives. You know, now that we are actually sorting out the DNA and putting it all on computers. You know, science says that 80% of our DNA is junk, and we all know that that's not true and that they will figure that out eventually. But I believe that the earth is waking people up, that we are all awakening to our true, more spiritual selves, and that we need to, so that we can either stop destroying our own planet and ourselves or... You know, and to, and to wake up to our true spiritual self. So I think that what we started doing 20 years ago, we started doing on each other. But I think that right now the earth and people are starting to do it on themselves already, that we are in a great, huge awakening. And that you can see it even on, on television, you know, where you can watch yeah. shows where people are talking to spirits or they're actually doing psychic stuff or they're doing, they're believing back in and God and source and spirit and, you know, you can see a shift in 25 years. It's a big shift. And I think that that is a, an awakening. And so we started doing the DNA activation. And I knew when we started doing that, that that would only be a tiny little thing that we were doing and that the real thing was to actually was to come later. And what came later was the belief work when we started shifting the way we think and the way we believe, we started to really, I believe, in my heart of hearts, that the more work that we do on ourselves, the more we affect not only ourselves, but the generations after us and the generations before us, that our ancestors are still learning in the spirit world. And as we learn more kindness, more compassion, more more higher vibrational thoughts, they learn it too. And that we affect both ways on the DNA code. And so when we start working with ourselves, we affect everyone. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I totally resonate with that. And uh, what might be interesting for you to hear is I have uh, one of my um, remote patients. We discovered not that long ago that she was a light being incarnated into a physical body to help um, you know, help out basically with the ascension here on Earth, and there was a belief we had to re- release, and it was uh, a very interesting belief because it wasn't just hers; it was like a mass consciousness belief, and it was this: we are, are evolving too slowly to survive. And I was like, "Whoa, that's a good one to pull and replace." <laughs> and and, so and in reality, that. these, I think that uh, that all the ma- in my own opinion, I think the little light. I think the little masters, the little ascended masters are back on the earth in a human body to actually help it evolve. Yes. And I think that the human body is hard on their little bodies, that their little yes. that they actually the human body can't actually 
really deal with their their shiny vibration and sometimes gets a little weak from it and the only way to actually help the human body is to start shifting our our genetic beliefs so that we can carry those thoughts and i'm telling you you know if your little remote client is a little special being of light that's here to help evolve the planet so are you i mean you are definitely a, a, a worker that is changing the world so you know, as you 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 can feel that you feel like you have a purpose that there's things that you have to do and you feel this urgency, and I think that we all know that we only have a a small gap to shift things and there is an urgency. Hmm. Yeah. Thank you for for saying that. We have a couple of people here on the call. One of them is a friend of mine, so I'm going to uh, unmute this person. And uh, here we go. So phone number ending in one eight eight one. You're on the line with Diana and myself. Hi, Karen and Diana. Uh, it's a pleasure to hear everything you're talking about. Um, and I just want more advice on how to connect to source and higher self. There's a lot to discern. And, um, you know, as a, a caregiver and uh, massage therapist and certified in zero balancing, you know, I, I really love the philosophies of zero balancing, but... I know sometimes I, I get overwhelmed with things and, and want to really just uh, connect with my higher self. Okay, so in Theta Healing, your your higher self would be the like the master, ascended, beautiful being of light that you really could be. It would be the best, the highest part of you. So what we do is we would take you up in the meditation and let you connect to that energy of creation and then we would let you actually kind of visit with your higher self. And actually, the more you work with people and the kinder you are, the more higher self aspect comes into your being. And you'll know that when you finish working with somebody and you feel relieved and happy and light. And, and, and But sometimes when you finish working with people, you take on a lot of their energy, especially when you're you're doing like massage therapists, because I can tell you're a natural born healer. So you have like these genetic abilities to take on other people's sicknesses and get rid of them later, like a shaman or a medicine man. So if I was going to do something for you, I would ask your permission to teach your body that if you do that, that you just send it to the light immediately so that you don't feel exhausted or tired when you're finished working with people. So, do I have permission to teach you what it feels like to know that you can convert that energy to light instantly? Definitely. And it feels like you go to theta a lot when you work on your people. So it feels like you are already in that really high consciousness. What I found is that if you stay in it, and instead of bringing yourself and grounding yourself, but if you just go stay in that energy of connection then you can stay in that great energy all day. And sometimes when you bring yourself back down, the earth it gets a little overwhelming. If you stay connected, you won't feel that up and down energy. And it feels like you're in theta a lot. So it feels like you should be able to stay in it and know that it's okay. So I, if I were you, I would take you up and show you how, how you connect in theta. And then I would just say, and now just... Finish your day feeling that you're connected to everything that is, and it will make a huge difference in your energy level. 
because when you're working on people, you reach that higher self-millment, and then you ground yourself down and you come back to, I have to pay the electric bill. And if you stay <laughs> up in that energy of the connection to the creator, it's you'll still have the electric bill, but you'll know it's easy to pay. I mean, it's it's a whole different energy. And so I think that as a – and I'm just telling you, because when I did massage, we were just – you know, you finish with the person, you touch them, you pick up so much and from that person. So just being able to convert it instantly makes a huge difference, huge. I would never tell you not to pick up their energy because it's a natural gift and ability you have, but I would just tell you that you're allowed to convert it instantly. So you're making Thank that intention? No, I, what I did is I actually went up into Theta when he said yes, and I actually just went up and I asked his cells to take that program, and he did, by the way, instantly. He's like a really good space person. Oh, so yeah. The one thing about Theta is like if I go into a Theta brainwave and I'm working on somebody sitting in front of me and I touch them, their brain goes into Theta too, which is really fun to watch on an electrosupplograph that you can actually – shift the person you're working on to be in the same brainwave, which is kind of cool. Oh, very cool. Yeah, I was measuring something the other day, uh, somebody's um, boundaries or something like that, and and uh, as she was in the office before, we actually did any formal, you know, formal healing. Um, I actually did a measurement on the a little um, heart brain scan that I have in the office, and then I remeasured her uh, and said, hey, this has changed. <laughs> and basically in the 10 minutes that she'd been sitting in my office, she already started to get better. So that was kind of funny. I know. And the fact that. That you can, the fact that you can measure it, that's that's the big deal. That's that's the cool thing. It's very you know, cool. But, you know, I, I live in Montana. They they do a lot of, you know, the doctors here do a lot of alternative. They're, they, nice. they're doctors, chiropractors, nutrition they all work really good together and so it's it's really nice to be in a state that everything kind of works together but to be able to measure that in your office you know that's 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 cool <laughs> thanks well we uh, thank you so much uh um um with my friend Dan so thanks so much Dan for your question and i have somebody here uh phone number ending in 2600 do you have a question for Viana Hi, Dr. Karen and Diana. Um, Dr. Karen, this is Marion. Hi, Marion. How are you doing today? Hi. Excellent, thank you. Uh, <laughs> so, <clears throat> Diana, uh, very interesting. So I was curious, um, Dr. Karen had said that you can also use this kind of healing for, um, you know, a broken bone. And I was just curious. I mean, I, I understand the concept like somebody having cancer and how if you can remove those negative beliefs, et cetera, that, that, that can help heal that. But how does that apply to broken bones? Good question. Well, you know, <laughs> um, philosophy, as you do pay to healing, you kind of realize that we create our own reality. That's a lovely subject to talk about, but there is in that moment a realization that you can do that. And in the moment of a of a problem, going up and saying, no, this didn't happen, will actually shift the energy really fast. I had a a little girl come two summers ago whose son broke his arm. And she did Theta Healing on him and took him back three days later. And 
they couldn't believe how much his arm had healed, and it healed like it would have healed in three or four weeks. So, you, you oh. know, you're, you've got to be working on the the osteoclast and the, and the osteoblast and everything in the bone and what makes it happen. But I think in the reality that I think our bones are part of our crown chakra, so they're very attuned to to the creator energy. But I just know that that is one of the bigger things that people have had instant healings on is bones. And I also think very that cool. people are really funny because some people will come up and say, you know, this healed instantly for me. And some people will come up and say, it took three days for this to heal. You know, one lady had third-degree burns on her arm, and she started working on it, and it took three days in Australia for her to heal, and she was so disappointed. I was completely <laughs> amazed. I had never seen anything <laughs> like that because, you know, it's take, it takes weeks and weeks. And, and and she's like, I it took me, you know, it's getting better. The doctor can't believe how fast I'm healing, but I didn't get an instant healing. And I thought, you know, I... I all I know is that in the moment I I tripped over my dog bowl. I had a big dog, he weighed hundred and forty seven pounds, Rottweiler, and I tripped over his bowl and I had to go do a seminar. And when I stood up, my knee was actually my kneecap was actually not where it should be. It was on the side of my leg. I was in terrible pain and I limped to the to sit down on the couch and I remember covering my leg with my hand and saying no this didn't happen and immediately my knee went back to where it was wow. supposed to and then I looked down at my finger and I realized that I had actually broke my finger it actually had bent like in half and I didn't notice it because my knee had hurt so bad and then I remember covering it up and saying no it didn't happen I actually commanded it to heal and it did heal. And I look at my finger, I can see that it is a little different than the other one. But, I mean, it was out of pain. It healed. And, you know, to, to the normal person, that may seem incredible and impossible. But we only use 10% of our brain. In that moment, you know, we, we you can hit a brain wave where you actually can actually stimulate your body to go backtrack. That should be investigated. That... That should be, you know, really looked into. The one thing I I think is that so many healers have amazing experiences and people look at them and go, oh, that didn't happen. But I think they should look at them and go, let's see why it happened. What what actually happened that triggered your body to say, okay, that didn't happen? I mean, what what happened? And I think that is a key. You know, because not everybody I've worked on you know, that has had a broken bone healed instantly. I mean, my my own granddaughter busted her arm in half. It, she did it in the mountains. Oh. And if she hadn't been by a nurse and a paramedic, she died. She severed her artery. Oh. You know, it took them an hour to get her out of the mountains. They didn't think they could save her arm, but they did. You know, the doctors saved her. They took the vein. They, they, they fixed her artery. But... She actually took all the skin off of her arm, all of it. They told her she needed a skin graft after everything was done, and she told them no. She said, my grandma can fix it. And that little girl grew back all that skin. And she's a little dark pigment little girl. And, you know, when you take that much skin off, it usually comes back really lighter. 
right. than the other mm-hmm. skin, but it didn't. It came back and it grew completely back over her arm. And so I think that we are in the moment of miracles where we start to realize the power of our mind. Did that I over-answer that question? I probably over-answered that, that question. <laughs> no, it was great. It was great. Thank you. Now, now, Marion, now that we know each other very well, um, do you – so for your personal stuff, do you have a question for Viana? Because I think that she might be able to help you in some way. <laughs> She's laughing. Um, so I'm not sure where to start. Do you, can you help me? Well, I would say, well, maybe we can get another person's perspective. Uh, is it okay if I tell her one of your symptoms? You can tell you can tell her anything you want. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, Marion has some issues with recurrent swelling, which we've uh, partly ascension, uh, partly a lot of you know quick healing of her physical body, but she just keeps getting the swelling and uh, food intolerances over and over again. And uh, if you felt comfortable with it, we'd love for you to tap in and see. If there's something we're missing that we could help her with these symptoms, well, we have. I would to, love we that. Have, we have to decide if what we would do is I would first of all I'd scan your body, but we also need to know that you know sometimes our little spirits are just these amazing souls that are in a human body and they're so sensitive to the things around us. You know, I for a long time I I believe that we can bless our food and and. Obviously, we can change the aura in it, and obviously we can change things. But I think that maybe if you have food intolerances, maybe someone's telling you that there's something really wrong with the food. I mean, I think that sometimes if you, like, have an intolerance to to flour right now, that maybe your body is picking up too many chemicals in that flour, and maybe your body is telling you that you can't eat that flour because it isn't right so well, it's not like just, it's just, not like food is it's it's not like food is bad it's just like right. the food that you're choosing you have this amazing ability to respond to it yeah so i'm i'm i've eliminated a lot of foods and i'm, I'm eating you know a paleo basically a paleo lifestyle but you know i am too I can't believe I had to like flip my lifestyle to a paleo lifestyle. I'm so into, you know, shifting the energy. But God's like, you know what? Don't eat this. Don't eat this. And don't eat this. Right. And I'm like, okay, okay, okay. I get it. Um, <laughs> Me too. <laughs> you know, and I mean, and I know we can change the energy of things. I mean, I know we can, but. I kind of also got that if you listen to God right in the beginning, your life is a lot easier. But, you know, there's lots of things that I want to eat that I really like. But when God said eat paleo, I I went to paleo. It was really kind of weird. And I do feel better. You know, I'd like to be skinny, but I feel better. (laughs) (laughs) But no matter matter what I do, the swelling persists. So, and I think that, Dr. Karen, you've attributed it to different things, correct? Well, where where so, are you where 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 are you from? Well, I'm originally from Seattle, but I'm living in Florida. I moved down here two years ago. Okay, so 
What we would do is we would go in and, and start to to scan you and see if there's an actual something else going on with your body. So, if you're if you you're still swelling, we should actually go in and really look at it because there could be some beliefs around it too. But we need to kind of we we would probably need an actual session, and you probably would like it to be more private. Yeah, well, thank you for that. Um, definitely but, there were beliefs. There seems to be layers upon layers of, of things. Um, <laughs> and every you know, uh, every time we, we check into that, um, there are more toxins to be released, you know, more, you know, th- more beliefs. And um, I think Marion has, you know, worked really, really hard. And for some, some folks that have that extreme sensitivity, it can be a little – I'm not saying Marion's frustrated, but I'm just saying it can be frustrating – for people, if they've worked really hard, you know, on on healing their bodies, I'm sure you can resonate with that. <laughs> well, you know, I I lived in Idaho, and I think I was allergic to that state because I moved to Montana, and my body cleaned up. It was amazing. So we should actually see if there's some memories yeah. in the land, and some that you may need that you're taking on that you are are trying to clean up. They might not be just yours might be genetic, and it might be just some of the memories around you that you're taking on, and we can see if we can clean it that way. Fantastic. That's great. Well, we have three minutes. Thank you. Thank you so much, Marianne and uh, Viana. Uh, we have three minutes left. I want to make sure people know um, which website to go to, Viana, and what kind of you know trainings and courses you have and how they can get connected with a, a Theta Healer. Cool. Okay. Um Theta Healing is awesome. Most of our Theta Healers are amazing. I mean, honestly, we really have some really good people doing Theta Healing, and we have some very good instructors. So I'd say like 99.9% of the people teaching Theta Healing are the most amazing people in the world I've ever met. Um, And so you, of course, can get to Theta Healing at thetahealing.com. And we we do license our Theta Healing instructors to use the word Theta Healing, so you may pick up uh, a few thousand websites that say Theta Healing on it, but our main one is ThetaHealing.com, and it has a list of instructors in your area if you if you want an instructor. And, of course, you can just get the book. Hay House carries it. Amazon has it. And I, I, just, I just think that a lot of people, the fun part about reading the book is realizing that you, you probably already have these gifts. You've already already had these experiences. And that you get validation that you are okay and that you're doing cool stuff. Mm, great. Okay, so Theta Healing, that's T H E T A H E A L I N G dot com. And that's where you can get all that information. And, uh, yeah, Viana, I just love your books. Um, you know, really honor and respect that the work that you do. It's definitely helped me on my journey to be. Um, you know, more be able to work on my mission. And I'm I'm so happy for the questions today, too. They were really cool. Cool. All right. Okay. So it was awesome to meet you. Awesome. (laughs) Yeah, likewise. And thanks, everyone, for listening in to the Dr. Karen Cam Radio Show. Until next time, thank you all and love to everyone. Bless you. Bye for now. Okay. Hello? We did good.